Give me more Genji. Are we live? Yes, we are live. Hi everyone, it's your girl Genji, and welcome back to another episode of Give Me More Genji, where I hope to open your mind to new ways of thinking, entertain you, help you get a step closer to aligning with the highest version of you, and most importantly, to keep growing together. In this week's episode, I will be catching you up on what's been going on in my life, why I took a break from podcasting, and what I learned from my 15 and a half year old cat who recently passed away. So let's hop right into it. I knew she wouldn't keep up with the podcast. I knew it wouldn't last long. These were some of the phrases I heard inside my own head, and there was a small part of me that felt like I had failed myself. Your mind can be your biggest competitor and bring so much negativity if you don't learn to separate your thoughts from your mind. And know that thoughts are just thoughts and they don't have meaning unless you put meaning to them. It took some time and I'm still working on it, but I'm back and I'm ready to push myself more than ever. For the past seven months or so, I would say I've been going through a transformation season. I've been trying to figure out what's next for me, working towards becoming more aligned with my true self, and how to become better overall. Nine months ago, I made a hard decision and decided to completely stop everything I was doing and quit it all. I noticed I wasn't happy, and I could tell I was going in a direction I didn't want to be going in. I realized I was comfortable in what I was doing, but I was just sailing through life and it wasn't adding much value. It wasn't bettering myself. It no longer served me. So I got the courage to adjust and end it all. During that time, I was traveling a lot from California and Vegas. I was working in California on the weekdays, and then I was coming home to Vegas on the weekends. I was living with my mom while I was in California, and I had my own space in Vegas. It was becoming way too much. I was beginning to notice that I was disconnecting from myself, and I was so over living out of a suitcase. It just got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore, and I decided to end it all and only live in Vegas. I was ready to explore this place and create a community of my own. I wanted to understand what brought me to Vegas in the first place. As happy as I am to have made that decision, it's taken time to get into a groove here. To get back on the structure I enjoy and stick to it while implementing routines that feel my soul. To meet people I connect with. To establish myself where no one knows me. To not having my mom right down the street and seeing her every day. I've been going through a lot of change and taking the time to remind myself who I am and what I truly want to get out of this life. It's a continuous journey as I'm always evolving, but I can say I feel so much better. I'm more at ease, I feel like myself again, and most importantly, I feel aligned. During this process, I have been slowly changing habits and thought patterns I had gotten into from living the lifestyle I previously was living. And let me tell you, acknowledging bad habits is hard in itself, but what's harder is actually changing them and sticking to them. Staying patient with yourself and loving yourself through the trial and errors of change. Self-talk and self-love is everything. And I recently went through my biggest habit change, which was quitting all cannabis. If you know me, you know I love smoking. Any chance I would get, I would smoke. Hanging out with friends, let's smoke. Having a hard day, let's smoke. Working out, let's smoke. I got to the point where I was smoking all day and all night. I personally love the feeling. 
I'm already such a like naturally high positive person and smoking just elevated it. So when I smoked, I felt like I was on cloud nine. It always felt like I was playing a video game. I started smoking a lot because I worked in the cannabis industry during that period of my life. I was around people who smoked all day, all night. Getting cannabis was super easy for me as I was always surrounded by it. There goes a saying, you are who you surround yourself. And I fully believe that because let me tell you, before working around cannabis, I was a goody two-shoe. I had smoked in high school for a little, but overall, I didn't like it. It always gave me anxiety, and I just never saw the need for it. Then, during quarantine, I was heavily surrounded by it and started dabbling in it. It started off with just taking edibles at night, to getting my first bong, to smoking after work with my coworkers, to smoking a little during work, (laughs) to getting disposable pens so I could smoke all day, every day. Smoking turned into something fun for me. It elevated my mood. I loved letting my thoughts run wild, and I got to the point where I could smoke and be productive, at least as productive as I needed to be in that environment. And it was just always good vibes. After quitting that job, the habit of smoking stayed with me. I could do tolerance breaks when I needed, but since I was going through so much change, it was the only stable thing besides my cat and a couple other factors. It became a part of my identity. Slowly as I was changing and going through this transformation, I knew I needed to chill on smoking. Yes, I could be productive, but at the end of the day, if you're adding anything to your body and changing its natural state, you're not 100% performing at your top level. I was very aware of this, but I couldn't get myself to stop. I wasn't fully ready to give it up. There was a part of it that was still serving my life. Looking back on it, weed for me is a social activity such as drinkiness to others. I personally don't like drinking. I don't like the feeling it gives you. I don't like how it alters your state of being. It's very negative to me. Weed, on the other hand, is so much fun. People that smoke are literally the coolest people I know. Everyone is so chill and just go with the flow. I feel like they're more in tune with themselves. Usually consistent weed smokers have done a lot of inner work so you can have deeper conversations with, which I geek for. And once you sober up, you don't feel like shit or have any anxiety feelings. As I was establishing myself here in Vegas, it was a great opening to meet others, which I believe was a huge factor on why I continued with it. Recently, I knew I wanted and needed to stop. I knew I was just smoking because it's what I had been doing for months now. I knew I was doing it out of habit. I noticed myself smoking just to uplift my mood because as much as I am learning to enjoy the journey, I can admit that I give myself anxiety from overthinking and thinking too heavily about the future. I was covering up underlining emotions that I needed to work through. I also noticed myself not really getting high and even when I did get kind of high, it wasn't lasting long, resulting to me smoking more and more. I also wasn't surrounded by cannabis as much as I once was, so getting it became harder and harder, and let me tell you, Nevada weed is boo-boo shit compared to California stuff. Fun fact, all weed sold in Nevada dispensaries has to be grown in Nevada, and it goes through a double drying process. Like, what? The weather is already dried enough. This is at least what someone told me who worked at one of the local dispensaries I visited, so I don't know how accurate that info is. However, I do believe it because it was never good. So yeah, I had been thinking more and more about quitting. I also got to the point where I was just curious on what could happen if I just stopped for six months. How much my life could change? How much my overall health would change? What would my mind feel like? 
I started diving into YouTube to see what others had gone through from quitting smoking. What were their benefits? What was their overall experience from quitting? I was slowly coming to terms to fully quit, and then my life turned upside down. I knew the day was eventually going to come, but I didn't know it'd be now. On May 16th, I had to make the decision to put my cat of 15 and a half years down. It was time to say my goodbyes. This was the first time I've ever had to make a decision of this caliber, and let me tell you, it was an emotional roller coaster. Let me start at the beginning and take you back when I was 13 years old. During this time, I was spending a lot of time at the local mall because it was the thing to do. It was very convenient because I lived right across the street. So just a jump over the wall and I was there. At that time, the mall had a pet store that my friends and I loved to visit. I mean, what kid doesn't love to see a ton of dogs and cats? I was taught to always rescue animals instead of buying them, but that didn't stop me from looking and daydreaming. One day, my friends and I decided to hang out at the mall, which led us to the pet store. I remember being so drawn to this white cat, and I knew I was going to get this cat to come home with me. There was like this weird instant connection. So I went behind my stepdad's back and I told my mom all about this white cat and how I needed it to be mine. I needed this cat in my life or else. I finally got my mom to at least go see the cat I couldn't stop talking about. My mom said the cat was cute, but then she reminded me how we don't buy animals and she didn't want to go behind my stepdad's back. So we left and I was crushed. For the next couple days, I wouldn't shut up about the cat to my mom. After some more convincing, my mom caved and with a pinky promise to never tell my stepdad, the cat became mine. To my stepdad's knowledge, I found the cat while playing in the neighborhood. (laughs) And funny thing is that to this day, he still doesn't know the truth. The white cat was now mine and we named him Preston. Throughout my childhood, Preston and I became closer and closer. When I first brought him home, he had six other siblings, four dogs, and two other cats. He was always in my room and slept with me, but he had a lot of other entertainment. After my mom's divorce, my mom and I took Preston along with two of the dogs, and my stepdad took the others. During this time, Preston and I became closer, but I was going to college full-time, and I was also a part of the Greek system, so I wasn't home that much. I also didn't have to take that much responsibility over him. I then decided to move out, but where I moved didn't allow cats, and I was a goody two-shoe, so my mom kept him and took care of him. I would just come home every once in a while to visit him. After a couple years and a breakup, I was fully alone, and my mom said it was time to fully take responsibility over Preston. I was extremely nervous to now have to take care of myself, but also to have to take care of another creature. But I was ready to take on the challenge. From that moment on, we became inseparable. So much so, he started traveling with me every time I took my road trips back and forth from Southern California to Vegas. Preston basically became like a child to me, and every decision I made had him in mind as well. I had to make sure that all his needs were met along with all my needs. I was living the single mom life, but I loved every minute of it. The reason why I bring this up is because even though Preston is not an actual child, I believe that there were so many similarities to the two, and then to add on top of it, I didn't have any help once I took on full responsibility. It was just me and him. One of the biggest responsibilities was his health. 
In the animal kingdom, cats are both predators and prey, so they are notorious at hiding their pain until it's unbearable for them. So as my other cat owners know, we have to learn all the nonverbal expressions of our cats to know right when something arises. Because if you don't, an issue could slowly progress and your cat might not be vocal until it's traumatic. Going to the vet is the absolute worst in my opinion, but with having a senior cat, I wanted to make sure we were always on top of everything to keep him healthy and happy for as long as I could prevent it. With that being said, Preston had underlining kidney issues that I knew were going to progress with age, and he had a heart murmur. Over the past couple years, I could tell issues were coming up more and more frequently. Looking back on everything now, I can see how he got more and more attached to me and it was becoming harder to leave my place for longer periods of time. And I was always worrying about him in hopes an issue didn't arise when I wasn't with him. On Wednesday, May 11th, we woke up just like any other morning. Did our morning routine. I went to my workout class for an hour and when I got back, Preston made it vocally known his back legs were bothering him. Long story short, it was arthritis. After an immediate vet visit, they sent us home with some pain meds and hoped that it would help relieve his pain and then we would find a solution on what to do next. Well, unfortunately, the pain meds didn't work the way we had hoped and as his mommy, along with the vet's guidance, I made the decision that it was best to put him down. Having to make that decision was such a mindfuck. I had so many thoughts race through my head for days on end whether I made the right decision. Even just revisiting the thoughts that were going back and forth make me feel nauseous. But with the decision made, Preston and I had a couple of days left with one another. I really believe I had the best fucking outcome from such a shitty situation. Luckily, even though Preston was in pain, he was still so full of life. He was still his normal self as much as his body would allow him to do so. I am so blessed I have set up my life where... I work from home and I was able to cancel everything to give my full attention to him and our last remaining time left with one another. During our last weekend, we ate his favorite entree for dinner, aka salmon. We spent a lot of time sitting on my balcony watching the birds, sunbathing, <laughs> people watching. We scheduled two times during each day to enjoy his favorite treats. We watched a couple movies. We created a fort on the couch, which is where we slept. During this time, I also got to take time to check out of my everyday life and just slow the fuck down, to really get bored, to be in my thoughts. I'm an overthinker, and let's just say I wore myself out each night from, think from all the thinking I did each day. One main area of thoughts revolved around Preston and how much he has truly affected my life and how much of a teacher he was for me. Not only did he give me emotional support, but he taught me fundamental lessons that have helped shape me to who I am today. We learn in so many forms, but never did I realize my cat, who I eventually took full responsibility for, would be my main teacher to help guide me to work on myself and get me to where I am today. These are the top five lessons my cat Preston taught me. The first lesson is selfless love. According to Google, when you love someone selflessly, it means that you are willing to love them even if they don't love you back or treat you the way other people do. You should be willing to put your feelings aside and ignore any rude behavior because love is something that we give freely, not selfishly. Let's face it, giving selfless love to another human is extremely hard in the world we live in. 
you never fully know one's intention. And that would also mean to become vulnerable, which is hard for a lot of us to do, especially knowing that another person can use our vulnerability against us. When I took full responsibility over Preston, I realized I was going to have to give a lot and I wasn't going to get much in return. I mean, he is a cat. He did give me so much, but at the end of the day, he couldn't do what humans can do. I started to realize that I should adapt this lesson in all aspects of my life. Give love, do things out of kindness in my heart, but never hold the expectation of someone else doing the same or doing what I would do. We all want to give love, so why not? The second lesson is elegance. Cats are known to keep themselves very well-groomed, and Preston loved making sure he was the most handsome kitty on the block. He would always take his time to make sure he was clean, and he loved when I got new brushes to help keep his fur silky smooth. He was a cat you could stare at in awe because of his beauty, especially those piercing blue eyes. He also showed me to enjoy the finer things in life. He was always such a picky eater, but hell, looking back on it, he knew what he liked and he wasn't going to settle for anything else. Yes, I probably enforced this behavior because I enjoyed spoiling him by cooking his favorite salmon on a weekly basis, but it taught me to start treating myself better, to start enjoying the finer things in life. From observing his behavior, I began to take more pride in myself. I started to treat myself like the princess I am and do things that best serve me both physically and mentally, including researching better ways to take care of myself, buying higher quality foods, getting better skincare products, and having days where I just pampered myself, doing the things that made me look and feel my best. I also started to slow things down, enjoy the moment, really look around and admire the beauty that is surrounded by us each and every day. Also, to just freaking relax and rest. We live in a society where there is a huge pressure to be hustling 24-7. You aren't getting ahead if you're resting. Well, honestly, I call bullshit to that because Preston was either sleeping or relaxing most of the day in a nice, warm, sunny spot. And once I started to relax a little bit more, I noticed my mental health and overall well-being more relaxed and happy. The next lesson is curiosity, which is one of my favorites. Preston always showed so much curiosity, whether it was observing from my bedroom window looking at the passing birds traveling with me in my car as we road tripped from California to Vegas, examining new foods I cooked, whether it was a foreign object or box in the middle of the living room, or even just trying to understand the new smells he smelled after I got home from somewhere. He was always just so curious about everything, and he took the time to observe and learn. I have always been a curious person, but Preston pushed me to be more curious about the world and lean into my curiosities more, to go out and try new things, to put myself in uncomfortable situations, to search and learn more. I feel a lot of us get into certain routines. We become very comfortable doing and seeing the same things and people week after week that we tend to lose our curiosity we once had as children. Preston showed me to bring that back. Learn more about the unknown because that curiosity could lead you in a new direction, spark a new interest, or even lead you to meeting someone who heavily impacts your life. The next lesson is responsibility and balance. Taking care of Preston was a lot of responsibility, especially because I was the one doing it all by myself. I had to make sure I was budgeting each month to ensure I could buy his, necess his necessities, such as food and litter, health products such as flea medication, at least while I was living in California, set aside money just in case he had an issue, etc. 
If I was gone all day, I needed to check in on him or make the decision to go home after hours of being out and about. I had to make sure he was getting an exercise, getting enough food, had enough water, litter was cleaned on a daily basis, taking him to the vet every six months to make sure he was doing okay internally. There was a lot I had to take on. It made me start taking on more responsibility for myself as well, making sure I was not only keeping up with him, but keeping up with the things I needed to in my own life. I also learned balance. I am a big social butterfly and I do have a bit of a wild side. And right before I took on the responsibility of Preston, I was going out a lot. I love to party and back then I did not understand balance. I was going out Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty much every single week. But I learned that you can enjoy life, but you got to balance things out. And this goes to the last lesson, which is autonomy. Autonomy is heavily focused on individual power. So keeping your individual identity, never becoming codependent, and to think and act freely. This is important because autonomy shows us the true essence of who we are. Once I took full responsibility over Preston, I was in a time where I wanted to get to know the real me. I was tired of letting my external environment heavily influence my thoughts and feelings. I wanted to become secure on who I truly was within so I could always stand my ground no matter who I was around or what environment I was in. I was beginning my spiritual journey and working on the relationship I had with myself. Many people believe cats are overly independent, but in actuality, cats see their owners as equals, which is why you can't force cats to do things. They have to want to do them themselves. Cats are able to self-govern themselves. I could leave Preston for hours and I know if I set him up for success, I didn't have to worry about him destroying the house or causing any mischief. For example, I would make sure that he had enough water, had enough food available and the flavors he enjoyed best, multiple sleeping spots set up so that he could choose where he wanted to relax and nap, and always leaving his favorite toys out so he could play when he got in the mood. By doing that, he was able to make his own choices and keep his needs met. Preston was a very vocal cat and made it known from the beginning on what he liked and what he didn't like. He was a picky eater to say the least. He wouldn't play with laser toys, but loved feathers and string. And there were certain areas of the house he loved to relax and sleep in. Learning what made him happy made me realize I needed to figure out what made me happy. What I truly enjoyed doing. What were my true thoughts about different subjects? What made me feel good inside? Once I took time to figure out who I was and became happy with myself, I noticed I was able to show up way better within my other relationships. I also noticed that my life felt so much more free and overall I was happier with life. It's been over a month since I've had to say my goodbyes to Preston. Some days are harder than others, but with every ending comes a new beginning and I'm taking the lessons I have learned along with the person I have become into this new chapter. With the passing of my cat, I wasn't able to get myself to quit smoking as I use cannabis as a coping mechanism. Shortly after, about two weeks, I knew I was done. It was something that I knew I needed to end, and the decision of quitting cannabis became so easy, especially when I compared it to the decision I just had to make with my cat. As I enter this new chapter, I feel stronger than ever, and I am excited to embrace the journey as it unravels. I am so beyond thankful for you, Preston and I will hold all of our memories so close. I love you, bubs, always and forever. That wraps up this episode of Gimme More Gingy. 
If you've liked this episode, please leave a five-star review as it helps boost the podcast and lets me know you're enjoying the content I put out. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at gimmemoregenji and myself at thegenji underscore. Until next week, I hope you have a wonderful day. Gingy out.